Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to roco snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. Newscast, the podcast designed to help you fall asleep. Find us on snoozecast.com and follow us on social media and wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy our show, please write a review on the podcast's app. Also, share us with a friend. This episode is brought to you by our Patreon supporters and by Ancient Apple Orchards. Tonight, we'll read a chapter titled An Old Road from a Rambler's Lease by Bradford Torrey, published in 1892. Torrey was an American ornithologist. He also edited a book of Thoreau's journal writings. He wrote a preface to a Rambler's Lease, paraphrased as follows. The writer of this little book has found so much pleasure in other men's woods and fields that he has come to look upon himself as in some sort the owner of them. Their lawful possessors will not begrudge him this feeling, he believes, nor take it amiss if he assumes, even in this public way, to hold a rambler's lease of their property. His private opinion is that the world belongs to those who enjoy it. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. An old road. Methinks here one may without much molestation, be thinking what he is, whence he came, what he has done, and to what the king has called him. Bunyan. 
I fall in with persons now and then who profess to care nothing for a path when walking in the woods. They do not choose to travel in other people's footsteps, nay, nor even in their own, but count it their mission to lay out a new road every time they go afield. They are welcome to their freak. My own genius for adventure is less highly developed. And, to be frank, I have never learned to look upon affection and whim as synonymous with originality. In my eyes, it is nothing against a hill that other men have climbed it before me. And if their feet have worn a trail, so much the better. I not only reach the summit more easily, but have company on the way. Company, nonetheless, to my mind, perhaps, for being silent and invisible. It is well enough to strike into the trackless forest once in a while, to wander, you know, not whither, and come out, you know, not where, to lie down in a strange place, and for an hour imagine yourself the explorer of a new continent. But if the mind be awake, as, alas, too often it is not, you may walk where you will, in never so well known a corner, and you will see new things, and think new thoughts, and return to your house a new man, which I venture to believe is after all the main consideration. Indeed, if your stirring abroad is to be more than mere muscular exercise, you will find a positive advantage in making use of some well-worn and familiar path. The feet will follow it mechanically, and so the mind, that is, the walker himself will be left undistracted. That, to my thinking, is the real tour of discovery, wherein one keeps to the beaten road, looks at the customary sights, but brings home a new idea. There are inward moods, as well as outward conditions, in which an old, half-disused, bush-bordered road becomes the saunterer's paradise. I have several such in my eye at this moment, but especially one in which my feet, years ago, grew to feel at home. It is an almost ideal loitering place, or would be, if only it were somewhat longer. How many hundreds of times have I traveled it, spring and summer, autumn and winter, as I go over it now, the days of my youth come back to me, clothed all of them in that soft light which nothing but distance can bestow, whether upon hills.